0: Welcome to the Flight Shrink Newsletter. This is Dr. Kevin Haycock. In today's edition, we're diving into a topic that resonates with many pilots and professionals alike, managing work-life balance. The demanding nature of the aviation industry, combined with irregular schedules and extended time away from home, can make achieving a work-life balance particularly challenging. But fear not, because today we will explore strategies to help pilots and anyone thriving for equilibrium to navigate this complex terrain. Before we delve into the strategies, let's acknowledge that work life balance isn't a one size fits all concept. In fact, balance may not be the best word to describe what we're trying to accomplish here. It's more about finding the right harmony between your professional commitments and your personal life that aligns with your values, priorities, And well-being you're going to have a lot of work and you're going to have a lot of personal issues and you can't balance it out by giving one up for the other so figuring out how to live both in a way that they augment each other is the best way to manage work and personal life in this post we'll look at several ways to organize your work life with your home life so they harmonize as much as possible Having work life harmony is a concept I first heard about from Dr. Janelle McCauley. Dr. McCauley is a pilot who flew for the U.S. Air Force after graduating from the Air Force Academy. I met Dr. McCauley around 2015 at Joint Base McGuire Dix Lakehurst, affectionately known as JBMDL, when she was a squadron commander there. She has since retired from the Air Force and uses her PhD in strategic health and human performance to work with companies and leaders to enhance their performance under stress. She is a big proponent of mindfulness, and so I've enjoyed following her, and you might too, so check out her website, JanelleMcCauley.com. All her social links are on there. Now, here are some effective strategies to help you manage your work-life harmony. 1. Establish clear boundaries. Set clear limits between work and personal time. Define when you're on the job and when you're off duty. In the days of iPhones, MacBooks, and telework, it's so easy to slip back and forth between home life and work life. So you have to be intentional about this if you struggle to manage them both at the same time. You can go old school and just not work when you're at home and only work when you're at work. Or you could use newer technology to set up focus modes on your iPhone. They allow you to only get notifications from certain apps or certain people at certain times. You can even set up geofences so that a home focus automatically turns on when you're at home, and a work focus automatically turns on when you're at work. While I like the technology, the old-school method seems to work the best for me. But because others are so used to the new 24-hour workday, no matter where you are, it's best to communicate these boundaries to colleagues and family members. To minimize interruptions during your respective times Two, prioritize self-care make self-care a non-negotiable part of your routine engage in activities that recharge you whether it's exercise meditation hobbies or spending quality time with loved ones taking care of yourself ensures you're better equipped to handle work pressures I've been saying this to my patients for over a decade but it has become cliche now. It's still a good reminder though, so I'll say it anyway. Self-care is not selfishness. As the airlines say, put your own mask on before assisting others. Because if you're not breathing, you can't be there to support everyone else. 3. Create a structured schedule. Craft a schedule that includes designated work hours and personal time. Again, You can go old school and keep a physical calendar. In fact, I know someone who keeps three calendars, notebook style, wall calendar, and iPhone calendar. Or you can go with technology and keep separate calendars with different colors on your iPhone. Whichever way works best for you, be sure to allocate time for relaxation, exercise, and social activities. And actually schedule them on the calendar to make it more likely you'll actually do them. A structured routine can help you maintain a sense of control over your time. 4. Utilize technology wisely. We've already talked about using technology to set boundaries with focus settings and with the calendar app. You can also leverage technology to stay connected with loved ones when you're away. On your work computer, you can establish digital boundaries to prevent work related emails and messages from interrupting your workflow by just turning those applications off. During periods of the day, I check my email first thing when I get to work and answer any I can or set them as to dos for later. Then I quit the email app and work on what I need to do. Then I open email before lunch and again after lunch and then one last time near the end of the day. I've heard of people doing no email Fridays so they have more white space to be creative and work on longer term projects. Most put up an away message so people know how to get a hold of them if it's an emergency. These are just some ideas many don't think about when it comes to sitting in front of a computer that can ping you with a to-do email at any random time throughout the day. 5. Plan regular breaks. Schedule regular breaks or vacations to recharge and rejuvenate. Longer vacations are great. You probably have the leave days anyway so why not use them? But even throughout a single day, you can take breaks regularly to help you work more efficiently. A short walk down the hall, or outside if it's nice, is even better. Going to the water cooler, stepping into someone else's office for a quick chat, anything to reset. You can use your Apple Watch's reminder to stand up on the 50 of the hour as your reminder to take a break. Disconnecting from work temporarily like this allows you to return with renewed energy and focus. 6. Delegate and seek support. Delegate tasks whenever possible, both at work and home. You don't have to do everything yourself. If you're a leader in the office, as most pilots are, don't forget to utilize your administrative staff. Many office staff want to help and just need some direction. At home, share chores with the family. Either assign everyone certain tasks, or take turns doing different duties like dishes, cooking, and laundry. If you are overtasked at work or home, don't hesitate to ask for support from colleagues, family, or friends. And be sure to offer your help, or just do more tasks and chores when you're not as busy, so you can give others the breaks they deserve, too. Remember, you don't have to do it all on your own, and no one else should have to do everything on their own, either. 7. Practice Mindfulness You didn't think I was going to get through this post on work-life harmony without mentioning mindfulness, did you? Incorporate mindfulness practices into your daily routine. It's easiest to do for most people either first thing in the morning or just before bed. Other times where mindfulness can be really helpful is during any type of transition. I sometimes meditate when I first get to my office, usually while I'm waiting the five minutes for my computer to boot up. Others like to do it after working out or after a shower. Whenever you do it, mindfulness helps you stay present, reduces stress, and enhances your ability to make intentional decisions about how you spend your time. If you've never practiced mindfulness and need some help getting started, do a Google search for mindfulness and meditation apps and pick one to start with and see what it's like. 8. Communicate openly. Communicate your schedule and commitments with your coworkers and loved ones. This is probably easier for pilots at work as their schedules are likely published where others can see when and where they're flying. But if not, sharing a calendar on an application like Microsoft Teams can be really helpful. If you're in a more traditional office, you can post your schedules in a common area or on your doors. This is what I do when I'm out flying or taking a work trip or on vacation. I post on my door what days I'll be out and when I'll be back. For family, having a shared calendar on your iPhone, MacBook, iPad, or whatever devices you use is a great way for you all to know when and where you will be, because they update automatically and usually send a notification when a new task is added or when an event is happening. But I'd also recommend sitting down and going through the next week's calendar with your partner and other family members who need to know at least once a week. Transparency like this helps everyone understand your availability and supports better planning for shared activities. 9. Reflect and Adjust Regularly assess your work-life balance. It's easy to get stuck in a rut not liking what you're doing, or a groove liking what you're doing, and never really stopping to think if you should keep doing it that way or make some adjustments. If you're in a groove, this may not be a big deal, but... If you find yourself overwhelmed or unbalanced, take time to reflect and make necessary adjustments to your routines and priorities so you can get out of that rut. 10. Set realistic expectations. If you do decide to change things up, be sure to set achievable goals both in your professional and personal life. It's great to have big long term goals, but be sure to also set short term goals you can confidently accomplish early on during any major adjustments, so you can more easily make that transition. Avoid overcommitting and recognize that harmony doesn't mean perfection in every area. 11. Practice flexibility. This is also important if you're going to be making some changes to your work or personal routines. Flexibility is key when unforeseen circumstances arise. When you're making changes and you get knocked off balance, it's easy to fall right back into that rut and go back to doing things the old way. So be prepared to adapt your plans and routines without allowing work to consistently overshadow your personal life. And, if at first you don't succeed, don't give up. Get back up and try again. 12. Take advantage of downtime. This is important whether you plan to go on vacation or just need to use all of your lunch break. Maximize your time off by truly disconnecting from work. If you can, don't take your work computer with you and let colleagues know you can be reached by your personal phone or by text for emergencies. If you take a lunch, use all of it. Even if you don't eat lunch, you should definitely be taking a break in the middle of the work day. It's tempting to eat lunch at your desk, but try to get away from the office at least once a week for lunch to recharge your body and mind so you can work more efficiently the rest of the week. Engage in activities you enjoy when you're away from work, spend quality time with loved ones, and focus on activities that bring you joy. Or, if you just need to decompress, just do nothing, and do that nothing intentionally. 13. Explore job flexibility. If possible, explore flexible work arrangements, such as job sharing, part-time work, or telecommuting. This is has become much easier for people to request and for employers to authorize since COVID, as most companies figured out their people could work from home and could still get the job done. These options can provide more control over your work hours. And you don't have to go to working from home 100% of the time. Maybe start off with just one day a week, and once you prove that works, consider asking for a second day and so on until you and your employer agree on the right mix of office work And telework, and make sure you and your family agree on the right amount of time for you to be at home too. Getting away from home and escaping to work may not only be helpful for you, but for your family as well. 14. Remember your why. Reflect on the reasons you pursued your career and the values that matter most to you. Are you where you want to be? If so, great! How can you make it a better place to be? If not, Where do you want to be? And how can you get there? Much was made of the great resignation during COVID. Many people were able to reassess what they were getting out of their jobs and decided it wasn't what they wanted and moved on. Others stuck it out, but now that things are getting back to normal, perhaps now they are having second thoughts on where they are. So it's always good to take stock and reassess your surroundings from time to time to ensure you're where you want to be, or at least. That you're on the right track to get there. Keeping your motivations in mind can help you make choices that align with your personal and professional goals. Finding Work-Life Harmony, whether you're a pilot or not, requires ongoing effort and adaptability. By implementing these strategies, you can create a fulfilling and harmonious life that integrates both your professional aspirations and personal well-being. Thank you for joining me in exploring the topic of Work-Life Harmony. Remember, your well-being matters, and prioritizing self-care enhances your ability to thrive both in the skies and on the ground. Stay tuned to The Flight Shrink for more insights into mental well-being and professional development. Your support means so much to me. I love writing this newsletter for you. If you find The Flight Shrink valuable, I invite you to subscribe and share this post with your fellow aviators, friends, family, and colleagues. Your engagement helps us continue this important conversation. Leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify can make a big difference, too, and may even help us get some guests in the future. Let's soar to new heights while prioritizing our mental health. Connect with me on Instagram, X, formerly Twitter, Facebook, and Threads using the handle at FlightShrink. Feel free to visit the FlightShrink substack page for archived posts covering a wide range of mental health topics. Until next time, I'm Dr. Kevin Haycock, the FlightShrink. Keep on flying.